Welcome to the first official episode of Eerie. This is season one, episode one. I'm Jessica, and for today's Eerie Findings, we're going to be talking about the one and only Yorona. I am super excited about this episode. Like before I even came out with a name for Eerie, I already knew the first thing I wanted to talk about, the first episode I wanted to make was about La Llorona. You know, this is a tale that I can remember way back when I was young. I always knew of her. She's one of those things your parents tease you about, like how here in America, parents use the scare tactic of if you don't behave, the boogeyman would come and take you away. Well, it's basically like that. Anytime you were doing something you weren't supposed to or wanted to stay out late, you would always hear, Portate bien or No estés afuera muy tarde porque te lleva la llorona. Which in English translates to behave or don't stay out too late because la llorona will take you. Now, you imagine being a little kid and hearing this. I sure as hell wasn't going to be staying out late because I didn't want to be taken. As soon as her name was brought up, I would make sure to behave. So I have always known and heard about La Llorona. She is a very big part of Hispanic culture. Ever since you're little, I'm pretty sure there's that uncle, that aunt, cousin, or even grandparent that lets you know about her story. It's so crazy because if you ask any Hispanic, almost all of them know about La Llorona. But nothing much is really known about where her story truly originated. Sure, we know of her story as La Llorona, but we don't really know about her as a person. I think the most anyone knows is that her name was Maria. But other than that, I can't find anything about her personal life. Like when or where she was born, what her husband's name was. Yeah. She's a household name in our culture, just like the Candyman or Bloody Mary is. But, you know, with such little detail about her personal life, it really does lead me to wonder, was this an actual person or is this just something people came up with so that parents could use this story on their misbehaving kids? Whatever the case is, just like any other story, there are always going to be different versions. So for those of you that don't know of her or her story, let me introduce La Llorona to you. The version that I was told and I'm the most familiar with goes like this. There was once this young woman named Maria. She was known for, her, for being the most beautiful and gracious woman in her town. She came from a rural village and her family was poor. One day, an extremely wealthy nobleman was riding through her village, and when he spotted her, he stopped in his tracks. It was said that he had never seen such a beautiful woman in all his travels. They eventually got married, and they had two children. It was said that he would travel frequently for work, and sometimes he would be gone away for long periods of times. But when he returned, he would always love being around his children. One day when he came back from his travels, he let Maria know that he would be leaving her. He had found another young and beautiful woman. Maria begged and pleaded with him to stay, but he wanted nothing to do with her. 
She was so heartbroken and wanted revenge. She knew that he loved his children more than anything in this world, and in a fit of rage, she took her kids down to the river and drowned them. After she came back to her senses, she had realized what she had done and asked God for forgiveness. She pleaded with him to bring her children back. He answered her and told her that her children's spirit were lost. They were still tied down here on earth, and if she wanted them to move on, she had to search for them. She searched years and years with no avail, crying out, Ay, mis hijos, which translates to, Oh, my children, or Oh, my sons, which got her the name La Llorona. She started taking any children she could find, offering them to God, and God would reject her every time. He had cursed her to wander for eternity, searching for her children. So that's a pretty sad story on its own. Like, in my head, I can't imagine being a mother, you know, or a wife. I don't have children now, but just imagining, you know, if my husband left, I wouldn't take revenge out on him by, you know, killing my own children. That that doesn't make sense to me, but, you know, this is the version that we're told. Um, and, you know, this is just one version that I myself am familiar with, and I'm sure that in each household there is one that is almost the same as this one, but with a little twist in each household, you know? Um, there are so many versions of this story, somewhere it was a demon and not God that tricked La Llorona into searching for her children. Another version that I saw was where it says that her husband came back for her and her children and when she told him of what she had done her husband said that she could not be with him unless she found their children which that doesn't make sense to me because if i come home and someone tells me they drowned my children i'm not going to be asking them to go out and look for them obviously she killed them and i don't know how they ran things back then but I would have thrown her in jail or hurt her which this is another reason it leads me to believe if this was just a story that was exaggerated um you know exaggerated for adults to use on their children but no matter what version you hear there's always a few things that stay the same one of those things was that her name was maria and she was beautiful and gracious she has long black hair and is seen in a white like old-timey nightgown although a lot of reports here in america have her wearing a black gown um, her husband left her which made her go into a fit of rage that caused her to drown her children and this cursed her to roam earth to search for her missing children taking innocent kids in the process Though the legends vary, the apparition is said to act without hesitation or mercy. The tales of her cruelty depend on the version of the legend you hear. Some say that she kills indiscriminately, taking men, women, and children, whoever is foolish enough to get close to her. Others say that she is very barbaric and kills only children, dragging them screaming to a watery grave. A story that pops up a lot with association to La Llorona is that of Patricio Lugan. I think I'm saying that right. Patricio Lugan. 
And it said when Patricio was a boy, he and his family saw her on a creek between Morra and Guadalupita, New Mexico. As the family was sitting outside talking, they saw a tall, thin woman walking along the creek. So she then seemed to flow over the water, started up the hill and vanished. However, just moments later, she reappeared much closer to them and then disappeared again. The family looked for footprints and finding none had no doubt that the woman they had seen was La Llorona. So, something that I find interesting with this article, um, I really didn't dig, dig deep into this, but, you know, with sightings of La Llorona, it's always, you know, people say that you'll see her emerging from water, um, like a river or lake or something like that, and she'll be wearing either a white gown or a black gown. But nowhere here did it say that, you know, they heard her wells or her crying for her children, which I find, I don't know, because every time someone says they spot her, they say that they hear that or that's how they know that she's there or coming for someone. So that's just something I found to be interesting how they didn't uh, present that in the article. So, you know. Maybe they just forgot to add that in there. But I, by nature, am a very curious person. So this is with everything, you know. I like knowing even the smallest details. So when it comes to legends on the paranormal, I always feel dissatisfied when there's not much proof or at least an origin story. With a lot of tells, they can trace back to at least a year when things first started happening. But with this, as much as I search, there's really nothing new showing the origin of La Llorona. And there's so many different versions of it as well, not just in Mexico, but all throughout Latin America, Central and South America. There's theories saying that this can be traced back to the Spanish conquistador area where La Llorona is identified as, please forgive me if I'm portraying this, but Malincin, Malincin, I think. Well, anyways, as she's identified as Malicin. Malicin was a Nahua woman. The Nahuas are a group of indigenous, indigenous people of Mexico and as El Salvador, Jesus, what is wrong with me? And El Salvador. Historically also present in parts of Guatemala, Honduras, and Nica Nicaragua. Lord, <laughs> you can tell that I need to, you know, brush up on my Spanish. But anyways, another name that was associated with, with here we go again, Malisma. Lincin, another name that was associated with Malicin was La Mali, Malinchi. La Malinchi. La Malinchin was a. Was a. I mean, La Malinchin was from the Mexican Gulf Coast who played a key role in the Spanish conquest of the Aztec Empire, acting as an interpreter, advisor, and intermediary for the Spanish. She was also Herman Cortes's mistress and bore his children. It goes that she was abandoned by Herman and she eventually ended up marrying another Spaniard 
but Aztec pride drove her to acts of vengeance towards Herman. There's not much else that says that her actual vengeance... There's not much else that says what her actual vengeance was. So this also leads me to question how Malintzin and La Llorona are tied together. Regardless of if they are the same person, another thing that I've always wondered is how there are spottings of her in America. Let's say we do believe that this originated in Mexico. From my understanding, ghosts or spirits stay in the location of their tragedy, right? So if we are to believe its origin story, how certain are we that the apparition that everyone is seeing in the States is the same Llorona? Could there be multiple women and children that suffered the same fate? Just remember that if you ever hear her cry out for her children, make sure to run the opposite direction. If her cry seems close, she is actually far. And if her cry sounds far, she's closer than you think.